So we're continuing today with another story of Jesus's early ministry. In the last few weeks, we've seen him being baptized, calling some of his first followers and performing his first miracle at a wedding. These snippets, these short snapshots of Jesus as he walked the earth and interacted with people, help us to continue to build a picture of who this person Jesus is and what it means for us to know him and follow him ourselves. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for this week's reading with the Tadget Trainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. <clears throat> They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching, because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Just then, a man in their synagogue, who was possessed by an evil spirit, cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, said Jesus sternly. Come out of him. The evil spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The people were all so amazed that they asked each other, What is this? A new teaching? And with authority? He even gives orders to evil spirits and they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. So in these strange but important few verses of scripture, we see Jesus teaching in the synagogue on the Sabbath. The people who are gathered there are amazed at his teaching because unlike other teachers of the law, who they were used to, Jesus spoke with his own authority, not quoting other famous rabbis to bump up his credibility, but speaking with his own wisdom and insight. And he's interrupted by a man possessed by an impure spirit who causes a disturbance, shouting out, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And Jesus commands the demon out of him and the people are amazed. And they're left saying to each other, what is this? They're stunned by his authority to teach and even to command spirits. I wanted us to start today by sitting with this word authority for a moment. And I have a hunch that most of us might have a tricky relationship with authority. I don't know if you can think back to school. It's definitely a a place where there are lots of complications around authority. Growing up, I had some teachers who lower down the school struck fear into my very soul. But later on in sick form, I realized that they were great and I knew how to get on with them really well. I had some who I realized from the outset could be messed about with. It was actually in my religious studies class that me and my best friend used to play a little game. We would make sure before the lesson to buy a Yorkie bar from the vending machine. I'm sure they don't have those in schools now. 
Um, but then the game was to put a whole big chunk of Yorkie in your mouth, stick up your hand and try to answer a question without the teacher realizing that your mouth was full of chocolate. We definitely didn't have a healthy respect for the authority of that poor teacher. And I'm sure you have similar memories. The teachers who were frightening, the ones who were funny, but you knew not to mess with them, the ones who seemed to have less control. Some of us might even have memories of teachers who left us with criticisms that have stuck with us our whole lives and we've had to make peace with them. As it turns out, teachers are humans too. And I should say at this moment, thank you to all of you who are teachers, TAs, school staff at the moment, you're amazing. Authority is something which time and time again, we see being abused in our world, in families and relationships, between employers and employees, right up to governments and world leaders. We hear of devastating cases where people, sadly, including church leaders, have taken advantage of the authority they've been given and caused people serious harm through abuse. It's no wonder that authority is a word with baggage for us. So what does the gospel writer Mark have to tell us about the authority of Jesus? Well, we've heard that the people are amazed by Jesus's authority. They can sense that it's been given by God. And we know that because we spoke about it a few weeks ago as Jesus was baptised. The voice of the Father said, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. And the Spirit descended on him. And actually, if you read through the whole of the first chapter of Mark, which I would encourage you to do, in those just 45 verses, Jesus acts with real authority. He calls unexpected people to come and follow him and they drop everything straight away to follow him. He teaches in the synagogue and casts out demons as we've read today and then moves about healing a whole bunch of people from sickness and disease. It's clear that Jesus has authority, not just over people, but over the spiritual realm, if you want to call it that. The impure spirit in our reading says, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And Jesus is able to silence the demon with a word. You know, it's important right now that we make the leap here to remember that in the fullest way we can understand, Jesus is God. He isn't just acting on God's behalf. He isn't God's special agent. He isn't just someone who looks an awful lot like God. He is God. Why is that important? You know, often when I'm reading the Gospels and I'm reading these amazing stories about all the things Jesus did and said during his ministry, I find it really easy to forget that this character is not a separate being from God. You know, it's really tempting for us to think of Jesus as a dynamic young man who does off the wall things on earth and we read stories about him. Whilst thinking of God as a big spiritual, mysterious mass of something outside of our time and understanding. God is mysterious. His ways are hard for us to understand a lot of the time. 
But it's so helpful as we read these gospel stories to remember that this guy Jesus is God. The authority he conducts himself with is the authority of God. Friends, this is why the gospel is such good news. We see the way Jesus uses the power he has when we read about his time on earth. And Jesus uses his power to bring healing to those who are sick. He draws close to those who are on the margins of society. He takes time to teach others about what God is like. He opposes injustice and he stands up for those who have no voice. He forgives people of the things that they think are holding them back from being with God. He isn't afraid to get into people's mess and he isn't afraid to face death itself. And that is what Paul is talking about in his letter to the Philippians when he says this, that Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death even death on a cross. What does Jesus do with his own authority? He gives it over to death so that we can know for sure that our God will never abuse his power for his own gain. He will never take advantage of us, mistreat us or be selfish towards us. We can know for sure by looking at Jesus, who is God, that he is merciful, compassionate and kind. He is full of grace for us and seeks justice for the world. He stands with those who are weak and he challenges those who use their power for their own gain at the disadvantage of others. He is a good God. Jesus is a good God. You know, as I said right at the beginning, we're in a time in the world right now where things feel tough. It feels like we're more aware than ever of the injustices in our world that seem way too big for us to understand. Never mind, begin to tackle. This week, Archbishops Justin and Stephen wrote to the Church of England following the news of reaching 100,000 deaths from COVID. And they said this, the God who comes to us in Jesus, new grief and suffering himself. On the cross, Jesus bears the weight of our sadness. You know, this is the God who knows what it is to cry, to grieve, to suffer. By calling you all, us all, to seek him, to know him, to follow him. I'm not saying that everything will magically be made rosy in an instant. But the good news of this strange God who chose to let us know who he is by being a Jewish man from Nazareth is that he's with us in our pain and he understands our suffering. We can trust that he will not use his power for his own advantage against us, but that he humbled himself so that we could be with him. It says in Romans 8 that we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. And what is that purpose we've been called to? Well, it goes on to say, crucially, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. 
God in his great power and great authority is working out all things for our good, which is to say that he's working all things out so that we might become more and more like Jesus, more and more like people who use our God-given authority in the world to bring about justice, mercy and compassion. I would love to encourage you today. If you've never made a decision to put your faith in Jesus before, there's no better time than right now. In the mess that we're all in, both personally, individually, and in the world, we can have relationship with a God that we can trust and who is working all things out that we might become more and more like him. No matter what we've been through or are going through, we don't have to be stuck there on our own. Jesus is with us and he's making all things new in and through us. So let's pray to him right now. Maybe you might like to pray with me too. Jesus, we choose to follow you. We're sorry for all the times in our lives when we've turned away from you. Holy Spirit, come and fill us now to give us the faith we need to follow you every day. Make us more like you, Jesus. Amen. I wanted to say as well that whilst we've all in some way or another in our lives been victim to those who have used their authority over us in an unhelpful or harmful way, there are those of us who continue to live with the consequences of that. And that is really hard. And if that's you, whatever that might mean for you, please do reach out to your connect group leader or get in touch with us at prayer at sps.church. We would love to pray with you and to stand with you. That's what it means to be a church family.